Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gumbelson and Lee Rodswell, along with my co-hosts, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. Welcome to the Bravo Breakdown. Ahoy! You would think this is a below deck podcast, the way you say ahoy all the time. I'm still I'm still waiting for my yacht to come in. What is it? What I whatever mean, more whatever Sonia's thing was. My ship may have sailed or my yacht. We we got it. It's the Bravo breakdown. Dun dun dun. This has been an eventful <laughs> week. It's been a lot going on, finally. Yeah. I guess we would dive right into it, which would be first yeah. off. Beverly Hills, the real housewives Mm -hmm. of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. This episode was weird. I mean, it was a transition episode Mm -hmm. for sure. But like the more, the more Morgan exposure we get, I have a lot of questions. But wait, wait, first we should start at the beginning. And this is, this is the part that made me crack up. Is where so the premise of this Ohio this trip to Ohio this day trip was Kyle set it up for Anne Marie's birthday because she felt bad that every time Anne Marie's been around the group it's been chaos so she wanted a fun girls' day so nothing spells out a peaceful friendly housewives' day like taking a sprinter van right <laughs> it was a sprinter van straight to drinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's kind of really. It was like, it, I think it did turn out in a friendly way, but I was like, that's like the rock. fresh off Aspen. It's Kathy's sister <laughs> planning it. Sprinter, mm-hmm. sprinter vans have a different meaning these days in the housewives world. Well, I mean, between between like Aspen sprinter vans, Salt Lake City sprinter vans, like there's always mm-hmm. like drama happening in a sprinter van. So yeah, it's like. Yeah. So it was surprising that there wasn't drama. Yeah, it's like a mobile fighting cage or escape room. No, nothing <laughs> nothing good goes down in the sprinter, man. It really is like a UFC cage for uh, housewives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, death, death match. But, I mean, so they did, I guess the highlight of that would be, you know, their, little, their fun little game. Mm-hmm. Their fun little uh, card game, yeah. Over wine. I mean, the card game was one thing, but I do think because I, I I ended up binging this afternoon because on Peacock you can watch all the behind or after the episode episodes of Beverly Hills. So you know it's when they've got like castmates talking about the episodes afterwards, and I was binging it, and it was interesting how. You feel that edited the sh- in the show that when Kyle asked if anybody would ever date a woman, that that came out of nowhere. But it's confirmed by all the women afterwards. They're like, that came out of nowhere. Like, everybody was just like, mm-hmm. where did that come from? And Crystal was like, you know, at the moment, she's like, I didn't think much of it. You know, that's just a question to ask. And, you know, like, who you know, we, we all talk about that type of stuff. She's like, but now looking back, <laughs> that seems like maybe she was testing the waters that like Garcelle and Sun were like, maybe she was like testing the waters to see how we would react to like something like that. 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, the confessionals, you know, are the the confessionals are filmed later to catch up on Mm -hmm. um, scenes and things that have already been filmed and happened. And Garcelle was funny in her confessional about that, where she's like, I don't know where Kyle's going with this, but I think there's a country song somewhere in it. Like, I think that's where they were realizing (laughs) for sure. Kyle was like soft launching her relationship with Morgan. It's a, I have to say, I I think it's, it's a relationship. I think I know she's it's playing in the media. This are we, aren't we? It's a relationship. She spent her birthday with her. You know, this this past week, as we're recording, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago is Kyle's birthday, and she uh, took her on the girl her girls trip to um, Mexico, and then she spent mm-hmm. the evening of her birthday, Friday night, at Craig's mm-hmm. with Morgan. Mm-hmm. And Craig's is where you go to be mm-hmm. photographed. And you'll see on TMZ, yeah. she was photographed. Yeah. Yeah. It if was, you, it was you a don't very go to Craig's clear message. to have a quiet dinner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Craig's, Craig's is not a place that you go. It's not a hideaway type of place of like, let's be quiet and let's not be seen. Like she wanted to be seen. They wanted to be seen. And, and they Look, left through, I, and at Craig's, you have, you can leave through the back. No, her and Morgan strutted to their car, strutted to Kyle's car through the front, right where the line of paparazzi was. It was a strategic, this was, she was spending her birthday evening at dinner with Morgan and showing the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's anything left to deny. I don't think so Your either. question. No. I mean, <laughs> The way that she like when when Morgan was at the at the memorial um, event for Lorene, when Morgan was practicing was like rehearsing, and all and in the middle of talking, Kyle just stops and was like, "Just listen," and just got all like, I, I don't know. I was like, "You're in love with her." Like this is not like look. I love songs, and there's times when you're just like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." This is an amazing part of the song, but it's I don't know. It I think it hit a lot of people. Maybe we're all just. It no, was we're not cringe. It. We just, That's we what know. the young kids say. It was it was cringe <laughs> watching her be like, oh 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 wait wait, and she just goes and smiles and gazes at her. It was like a little put on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't at this point. I'm like, I, does Kyle have a cut? And Mo- is Kyle Morgan's? <laughs> does Kyle and Evan and a share in Morgan's like next album, the way she's pushing her on us at this point. Yeah. I, I, this like, is what kind of her. annoys me is like, is like Kyle's allowed to do whatever she wants to do. Like whatever. It's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily involve any of us except for the fact that she is on television and she has brought this person onto the television show too. You know what I mean? So it's not like, it's not like she's dating somebody that she's not putting on the show. Um, And, and this is somebody that she's known for a couple of years. So now she's putting her on the show. So there's just, you know, there's just Mm -hmm. like a lot of like, well, it, it like questions lead to answers. Don't lead people to questions then like, don't start putting, don't start, you know, going the, the perfect thing. Don't go have dinner at Craig's on on Friday night where you know you're going to be 
photographed and then go, why are people making such a big deal about this? I- I'm sorry. It's like, mm. don't fart in my face and then tell me it doesn't smell. Like, mm-mm. Like, like, yeah, she, it's like she's I trying mean, to give well, us all pink eye, I, I, I swear. She, well, it's like, I, I, I wonder if she's overplaying her hand here. This is where I've been thinking long-term strategy for her. On, or trying to, I'm trying to piece it together through everyone, through all of their perspectives. I have questions about Morgan. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle says Morgan doesn't want the attention, and now she regrets having put her on the show. Morgan is going on these trips. Morgan is going to these very public dinners with her. And if you notice, Morgan is wearing very expensive clothing, Louis Vuitton sneakers and all this mm-hmm. stuff that I'm pretty sure she didn't purchase. I wouldn't be surprised either if Morgan's like downloads and streams haven't gone up too. That there, she's found a whole new mm-hmm. audience now these days. Like this is so it's been good for her career. I mean, they they always say there's no such thing as bad publicity. So I think I think you know Morgan's yeah. Morgan's riding this publicity wave. It's free publicity for her. Oh yeah, maybe maybe she's playing. Um, and you know, I did meet her in passing at the holiday party. Mm-hmm. She was really nice. It's not yeah. like she was like she was very nice and kind of quiet the way she is. On the, I think that's authentic. But I mean, she is yeah. certainly benefiting. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle is look. She's on the cover of Us Weekly. I mean, this this mystery of has taken her to a level of fame above house or a level of coverage above just being a housewife. It's amazing for her. She's like, she's like getting the kind of paparazzi stalking her niece did. <laughs> she must feel like Paris mm-hmm. or something, you know. And then she's kind of cut Mauricio out of the picture. Yeah. I mean, oh, Morgan and Mauricio. She has a new Moore. <laughs> a new Mo. A new Mo. She's got his like <laughs> She really does have a new mm-hmm. Mo. <laughs> she has a thing for the name, just not the people. Yeah, oh I don't know gosh. where this is going to go. In my opinion, the marriage, it's I, I don't think. I don't think we can question it. Anymore. I think it's beyond. I think it's, you know, you can, oh, I, yeah. I don't think they're going to be getting back together. I mean, it's just too, there hasn't been a Mauricio sighting her entire birthday weekend. No, look, there's for years, there was a bit of like, me thinks the lady doth protest too much with like Kyle talking about like her marriage a lot of the times there's sometimes you're just like i think you're trying to convince us or you're trying to convince yourself that your Mm -hmm. marriage is like more than okay and then finally i think that's also well she wants it both ways she wants people to stay out of her business until she wants to let them in and then she can have it Mm -hmm. but like so she wants to be in control of the publicity machine and of when things come out and when they don't, yeah. but you can't be in control of that all the time. You really can't. So, um, and she's also, she's not, let's not get it twisted in the housewives world. She's pretty powerful, but in Hollywood, she's not in entertainment. She's not powerful enough to control that narrative. 
Like she's just not, she's not rich mm-hmm. and powerful enough to do that. So she's got to play the game and she's trying to best everybody, but she can't do it because she just isn't powerful enough. Yeah. So she needs to like, stop trying to have it both ways. And that's my opinion. Yeah. Just, you know, just, something I caught in this episode that I think people maybe miss. I was reading online people's reactions and I'm like, oh, I understood it totally differently. And that's where she says, you know, in a few years when Portia grows up and go to co- goes to college, she wants to leave L.A. Kyle wants to leave L.A. You know, she doesn't feel as connected and she's so happy and Aspen and blah, blah, blah. And people took it as, oh, she's leaving LA and I was like no what she's doing down is laying it down right now she's taking the Aspen house in the divorce <laughs> that is what I think she was telling us <laughs> they have a they go. just bought it a few years like two years ago I think it was like 13 mil or something mm-hmm. she's showing us how much she loves Aspen and her life in Aspen and I really I know that's kind of like my twistedly Radswell thinking with divorces and stuff, but I didn't take it as her leaving immediately and starting a new life. I think she was letting everyone know that that house will be hers. They may have to sell the house in Encino. I don't know. I mean, I didn't take it that way, but I think that is very valid and probably true. But I also didn't Mm -hmm. take it as the way, like some people were like, she's going to leave entertainment. She's going to leave LA. I was like, she's absolutely not. I was like, no, like, this girl was raised. She's a Hollywood baby. Like this is, she lives the limelight. Like she finally has got the stardom that she's always wanted. Like she finally has it in a different modality. And just because you, you want to live part time away from Los Angeles doesn't mean that you're giving this up. Like, absolutely not. Like maybe she, maybe she'll like lean into that narrative. There are plenty of stars who like split their time between places and stuff. She can afford a house. She can afford to keep a house in both. Yeah. I don't see, I don't know about, I know where where does Morgan live? Nashville. Nashville. Is that where Morgan lives? That's a big place now for people to, Mm Mm-hmm split their time between although i don't know if morgan and her will be together <laughs> that long out but um yeah no i took it as her kind of laying down i don't think she meant it as a threat in the div- but I, that's how i read it i was like yeah she's gonna be keeping that 13 million dollar house in aspen that's not going anywhere Oof, we'll see man also, it just dawned on me. I was like, you know, but also uh, Kyle's not very savvy when it comes to dating. Like, I mean, she dated some people when she was like younger, but then she got married and had Farah when she was like 19 years old. And mm-hmm. then and then she got divorced. And then there was a few years and then she married Mo. And then they've been together for like 20 some odd years. And now she's hopping into another relationship. She's kind of a serial monogamist. I mean, we don't know, like, I don't know everything about her, like, dating history. Yeah. But she's not, like, somebody who's had, like, a lot of time being single in between relationships or, like, having a ton of relationships or anything like that. So, like, she she's a, she's a serial monogamist, yeah. in my opinion. And so it's safe to find, it's, it's nice to find a safe place to land. And in this situation, it's a phrase out there. I don't mean to be insensitive. You haul lesbians. <laughs> Have you heard that term? Oh my god! 
You haul lesbians. Uh, have I they heard like of meet, that term? They fall in love. They move in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I have, I have, I have love for the U-Haul lesbians because they, they just dive in head first into relationships. They're like, if we're going to try this thing, we're going to try this thing. We're going to give it our all right away. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Whereas like, you've got a lot of men who are like, they won't even put, they will barely dip a toe into anything. In fact, they'll have fingers. They'll have all their fingers in different like pools and all that stuff and their toes in different pools. So at least like you haul lesbians, they just dive in and they say, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But like, at least we gave it an, entire yeah. shot so so i have respect and love for them i mean it yeah. scares the shit out of me though too like i can do that but i have respect i mean this is pretty so. quick i don't she's at kyle's side everywhere these days so i mean it seems like they're really making a go like a magnetic attraction kyle's dressing her apparent i mean and something i've noticed if you look at pictures Kyle dresses differently with her than she does mm-hmm. with the other girls. So like this, when they were out shop, out and about shopping in LA together, or lunch together in LA, just Morgan and her, it's the boots, the jeans, the Kimasabi cowboy hat, t-shirt, you know, it's a little more mm-hmm. grunge or rugged or, you know, um, mm-hmm. a little less frilly, but, and, um, but when it's with the other girls, it's still like pink dresses and Birkin and matching Birkins and color coordinated heels. And I'm like, so they really do kind of have this, like, I don't know, style. To, they're fusing into one person. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it happens with some couples. She, they do that. I mean, it goes, it goes with what you were saying sweet. that she dives into relationships one to the other. Mm hmm. I mean, some people do because they don't have a sense of self in that sense. Like she needs time outside of a relationship to gain that sense of self, to be honest. That's what, that's what I believe. Like, I think she's starting to get it at this age and she's starting to push it, but then she thinks that she's pushing it by, by hopping into a relationship with a woman and with a woman who's the same age as her daughter. Like, but that's not, that's not what you really, for long-term spiritual and emotional growth that's not really what you need it's a band-aid and i'm not saying that morgan isn't the right person for her i just say in the long term for kyle's growth and i mean like like you pointed out she's been in relationships since she was very young and she talks about that she's always been a mother or a wife this is her time to live for herself and stuff but i mean it is also a weird time this is when she's coming professionally financially into her prime i mean she was always married young um her niece Paris, she was related to a famous family. I always knew, I owned before Housewives, I only knew of Kyle from interviews where she would be labeled Kyle Richards, Paris's aunt, or Paris and Nikki's mm-hmm. aunt. So she's always been on the fringe of it. And then Housewives gave her her own name. And now she's like on the cover of magazines, like Teresa goes to jail style. I mean, national headlines over her relationship. So it's kind of like she, in a way she has everything she's always dreamed of, but 
her personal life, like her at the cost of her marriage, which always seemed so sacred. So I don't know. I think Mauricio is going to bounce back quickly. So I'm glad she has someone. <laughs> I am. Um, well, men can't be alone either. So of course he's going to bounce back quickly. So. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about it. I've been, I'm like, you know, the rumors, he's a player. He's a, he too right now is in his, I'm not saying his real prime, but his financial midlife crisis, he's going to be that like 70 year old dad at the soccer game in his Ferrari. Mm -hmm. He's, he's going to bounce back pretty quickly. I don't think he's ever had a shortage of women um, pursuing him. So no, I mean, and even according to the last episode, you know, with him, with him, like in women's DMS on Instagram. So yeah, no, he doesn't have an issue. Yeah, You know, him and Adam Levine out there cohorting together. So Anyway. Yeah, that's fun. What other shows are there this week? Summer Summer House trailer that dropped. Oh yeah. Heading to the Hamptons. Oh my gosh. And I it's it's a season that we're gonna have to watch the entire season to get to the really good stuff, but we're gonna see the buildup to the really good stuff, which is Carl and Lindsay's breakup, which I am so looking forward to. And I, I know yeah. that sounds makes me sound like a raging bitch, but I really am. Because if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm not a fan of the Lindsay and Carl relationship. Um, I'm not like, mm-hmm. like, oh, Carl's an angel and I love Carl, but I definitely do not like Lindsay and have never thought that this was a good relationship for either one of them, but especially Carl, because I'm like, you shouldn't be dating somebody within the first year of your sobriety and you should definitely should not be dating a narcissist during the first year of your sobriety either. <laughs> mm. I mean, and it sounds like like literally everything I have thought or said on this podcast or said with my friends that we, when we've talked about this from even just the little snippets that were coming out on this trailer, like I was like, Oh my God, that's exactly what's happening. Like everything that we said was like about this relationship is like, what happens? And my thing was, is at the very end of the trailer, I I thought that probably Carl's mom said something to him. And that was probably the final death knell because he loves his mom. He's so close to his mom. You know, even before his brother died, he was super close to his mom. And so, and, you know, and then she got remarried during the pandemic to who seems like a very, a really sweet man. And, at the end of the trailer, we see Carl talking with his mom and his stepfather and his stepfather is like a pastor or something like that. And it was like, I've married lots of people and I would not marry you and Lindsay. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's probably who we finally just needed. Cause I'm sure they've been trying to be supportive and they've been trying to like, you know, this was probably just the final thing of like them finally saying, we don't think you should marry this person you know, and we're, we're willing to, we're willing to jeopardize our relationship with you right now to do that. Yeah. Cause it's, he's been through such a rough patch in his life and I think they want it. They, they're in an, they don't want to ruin the happiness in the moment, but the fact that they finally stepped up and were like, listen, we can't, mm-hmm. I caught that mm-hmm. part in the trailer where this is like, I'm not super in tune with the show like you are. You you know all about yeah. it. 
where she um where he says basically she weaponizes his sobriety anytime he disagrees with her. Yep. So if he gets upset with her, she's like, what are you on? Did you relapse? Are you on drugs? Mm-hmm. And that like put That's a whole put a whole new spin on it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she was, well, was I'm it? thinking <laughs> now, and this is like as a fringe viewer, I'm like, do you think she was attracted to him? Because now that he was kind of a broken bird, he would be dependent on her and she could control yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is the thing. Like, I think she wore it for so long that we're friends. And when she tried, when they tried to date a few years before that, a couple of years before that, I mean, I knew that was a bad idea then. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was the same thing of like her really pushing him hard to try to be somebody that he wasn't. Granted, most of us viewers didn't know that he had not just issues with alcohol, but he had also drug addiction going on too. So there was a lot more going on there than than most of us realized. But it also just was like, she just wanted everything. She wanted every, she just, that's the thing. She's, she's had for years, this whole timetable with every single boyfriend that she's ever had on the show of, I need to get married. I need to have kids. I need to do this. I need to have that. So it's not even really about the person, Jordan. It's about having just this mm. man. And I'm going to, I'm going to go a little off tangent, but I also goes along with a, a conversation I was having with a younger woman earlier today who was like in her early twenties. And she was kind of complaining that she has a biological clock because she hates dating so much, but she does want to have kids. And I just told her, I said, straight up, I said, freeze your eggs. I was like, if you can afford to, I was like, the technology is mm. great nowadays. It really wasn't that, that big of an option for me when I was your age, when I had like good eggs, but also I didn't have a biological clock ticking. So I'm, I'm all good with that. So I didn't really want to do it. But you know, <laughs> the thing is, is that if you're a woman you, and you want children, you have that biological clock ticking. If you can find a way to financially do it and freeze your eggs, I think it just takes that weight off your shoulders of, of, of settling for the wrong man or pushing a, a relationship on the wrong man or like getting hoodwinked by the wrong man. You know, it just goes whichever way because you just don't, children are forever. And that person that you have a child with is forever too, whether or not you're in a romantic relationship with them. You have a relationship with that person for the rest of your damn life, not just 18 years, the rest of your life. So you want to make sure that you're not settling for somebody just to have a baby just because your biological clock is ticking. So I say for any woman who is of childbearing age who can who wants to have a child and and is not finding any please go please go freeze your eggs freeze your eggs take that like take that time that time clock off the table you know or give it you know some extra time do it now do it in your 20s please do it in your 20s please do it in your 20s cuz your eggs are really good right then so don't yeah. don't say like I'll wait till I'm 32 or 33 no 32 and 33 are going to come before you know it like just save your eggs now so <laughs> But but that's one of those things with with Lindsay. It's like it always is like I've got to meet somebody. I've got to have somebody. I got to do this. And I'm not saying that that's that was her overriding. I think she's an. I think my armchair psychology degree tells me that she's a narcissist. But I think one of one of the things that she weaponizes is her biological clock. Yeah. If she gets so. if she did get them, it would give her the freedom 
to, I, I don't know, but the, like, I see what you're saying. It's like, um, Carl's less of a person and more of filling a mm-hmm. role, almost like the Lindsay corporation. And any guy is just like, here's a check mark of what you need to do for me to accomplish my goals. And especially if he's vulnerable, mm-hmm. it's a lot on him. Like, we've never seen her on the show talk about, like, is this man good for me? Like, is he a good man? Is he a good person? Like, even when with the whole Austin bullshit thing. It just was about winning the man, winning that relationship, getting what she wanted, making sure that it moved in her timeline. And with Stravi, with, um, who was that first guy from the first season? Somebody, uh, that name is, like, right there at the tip of my tongue. Um, Luke? No. Oh, like Edwin, Irwin, something. I don't know. Uh, Damn it. It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, it never is just like, it always is like, we've been together for this long. Okay, we should get engaged. We should get this. We should get that. Like, not like, is this really the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Because we're not in medieval times when people only live to be like maybe 40 like, no, like, ma- like the rest of your life when you got married back, back even like, let's say 200 years ago was like marriage lasted 10, 15 years. Let's, let's get real here. <laughs> like that's how long marriage lasted. That's, yeah. Like now marriage can last 50 years, like 30 if you're lucky. So like, let's, let's get real. That's a long ass time. At least 10, at least 10 to break for some people, some stimu- some common stipulations and height. High net worth prenup. That's correct. <laughs> At least make it those ten. Yeah. Yep. Yes, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking. I'm like that ten year mark means a lot to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. But anyway, or to so- a very small to one percent of the population. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. But also, they've got new guys mm-hmm. in, so that's good too for Summer House. So they've got new some new men. And uh, we'll see how everything like works itself out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see. You know, we, the other one, I guess that's another show about. There are like tears to me for real for housewives, not housewives for Bravo. I, it's interchangeable, but obviously housewives. Then you have the other tier, which is a little more youth oriented. So the lesser housewives, I guess, it would be. Um, <laughs> Summer House, Pump Rules, and Southern Charm. Mm-hmm. And that reunion's going on. Southern Charm. Yes. That that another I- one. What, what came to my what came to my mind with that is um, man children and drinking problems. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> talk about like, like oh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, like talk about like state sanctioned alcoholism, like South Carolina and most of the South, like any of those like preppy rednecks down there, like that's what they are. Like it is. Um, but yeah, but, and, and, and Shep tried to have a mea culpa and apologize for being, so drunk and but not admitting that he should go to rehab or anything like that just i'm just gonna try to like limit how much alcohol we drink uh no buddy you got a problem oh wait wait i i i know what he what his compromise was and i know it because i personally have made that before and i have plenty of friends who have he said he's going to rule out hard liquor and only drink beer Mm -hmm. which is really 
I know some people were applauding him for that. I'm like, well, it's a step in a direction, but I know that step. It's rationalizing. Um, you can still drink. You, fine, you don't have to take 10 shots. You could kill an 18-pack of beer. It's still... One of the one of the creators of Southern Charm, and whose name I forget. I, I don't know why I keep forgetting his name, especially because it's on there. Um, but one of the creators, him and his twin brother, would come into the den where I used to bartend, and they would just drink nonstop Coors Lights, like draft Coors Lights. That's that was their drink. And if you don't think that you could get drunk off of Coors Lights, I was watching fifty-year-old men mm-hmm. get drunk off of Coors Lights, like because they would just drink. I mean, they would buy two at a time, and they would drink them down so fast. Like it does. Liquors, alcohol is alcohol. Alcohol is alcohol. Doesn't matter. So yeah, but um, somebody who deserves personality rehab is Taylor Ann because she is just like she's really proving to be a snake in the grass. To be honest with you, like she's not willing to like she and Austin, but she just really is like not having any contrition for for what for her and look if if she and Austin didn't have sex fine they just made out a few times fine whatever but now but then covering it up and then and then hiding it and then lying about it and then once it finally comes out being like okay fine but now all of you should get over it and it's like no they shouldn't get over it and also Olivia's brother had just died at that time too but now the fact that like Taylor like literally exposed one of Olivia's secrets that she was taking with her to to like the grave and did it on, on national television. And it literally, it backfired in, in Taylor's face. Cause everybody was like, Oh, that was really shitty of you. That was really, really shitty of you. Did you, did you see it? Did you hear about that? That she made out with T-Rav? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. T-Rav. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. T. I, I say this every episode. I'm really an apologist for horrible people. You are. But I know T. Rav is a horrible human being. Um, he's he's scum. Mm-hmm. He's awful. Don't need to know him. However. <laughs> He's just as as reality TV. He's, he's just like a, he never disappoints. There's always a new. He's a piece. Yeah. Look, the first I, I two seasons that. of Southern Charm with him on there, he was incredibly entertaining. He was so gross, and it was mm-hmm. just it was fabulous. But then it got dark, and it got weird, and you're just like, okay, no, we can't. You're yeah. sick. Okay, no. He reminded me of when I'd uh, like in college and stuff, or even like shortly after when I'd go to uh, tailgates. There's like my friends who were in fraternities, we'd go to their tailgates, and there would always be those alumni, those alums oh, yeah. like him, who were these like kind of wealthy, alcoholic, sleazy, middle aged guys who wanted to like party with the young guys and thought he had a chance with the young girls. Mm-hmm. And everyone was looking at him like an embarrassment, but he was like generous and you know what I mean? Yep. Um, yep. I, I, I see his type around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't I think, think he sees himself that way, but no. And realizes. I think a lot of, a lot of young women have made the mistake of like hooking up with a T-Rav type of guy. And then just gone, oh, God, what woken up the next morning or just or figured out like a week later, like who this guy really is. And like, oh, my God, this is 
terrible. It was horrible. So but the fact that like Taylor tried to weaponize that against Olivia on television and, and it just, I think I love the fact that it blew up in Taylor's face so hard. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Did you see Catherine? Did yeah. you see Catherine posted with her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, I'd never been closer to her. This wasn't like her fault mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, How old is T-Rav now? I mean, the cast has gotten on in age. But T-Rav was a, yeah. like 60? He's got to be 60 now. Because he made, he made um, uh, Whitney look young. Mm-hmm. He? He's 61 years old. Okay. 61. He, he he is the embodiment of that. What is what's that movie? Is that Days and Confused? That Matthew that Matthew oh, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about high school girls. They I, I get older, they stay the same age. And he speaks that way too. Mm-hmm. He could literally that's <laughs> That should be. That yeah. should just be his voicemail message. Ring, ring. We'll just call him. We'll just call him Thomas Wooderson instead of Thomas Ravenel. Yeah. <laughs> like Wooderson. <Yeah. laughs> he probably saw that movie and he was like, "I'm that guy," but I'm, but I'm not the, I'm not the poor version. I'm the southern yeah, gentleman yeah. one. Mm-hmm. I'm the oh, one with money yeah. and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. um what you would call it. And there, there's, there's more. I think that I'm going to get proven correct and right when it comes down to Salt Lake City and reality Vontees. Because the stuff that's now coming out. I was going to say, about, speaking of cocaine, snowflakes. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm going to get proven right about this. Because my theory was that cast members knew that at least Heather and Meredith knew that Monica was reality Von Tees, and they hid it from production and they, in order to use it on the show. And, and I think that's what's, I think that's what happened. Cause all the, like the stuff that's coming out from Koa, from Tanisha, like everybody's trying to find throw everybody else underneath the bus, but definitely Koa told Heather about that video that came out of Jen berating Koa, like before reality Von Tees even put it out. And there's a lot of stuff like you've read up on even more of this. Yeah, there have been a lot. The texts have been released. Um, and I think it's like the group is all guilty, but they're all trying to rat each other out while protecting themselves. So it's like everyone's pointing their fingers and they're all guilty, but no one will admit their own guilt. So it's like, mm-hmm. those four did it to me, or those four. I think Heather was involved. Heather had to have known. Mm-hmm. I said that last week, like, with the cease and desist from Jen Shaw, that's when Heather and Jen were ride or die. Mm-hmm. She she would have been aware. Jen would have told her what was going on. But it's like, but this is the funny thing, is that I think that in Jen's mind, Heather was ride or die. But Heather was playing both sides. Heather's like a double agent true, in true. all of this. Like, and that's mm-hmm. that's why her big soliloquy at the end of the episode, or yeah, the end of the episode when she was like, and that's, you know, and I took a black eye for her. I was like, that just, it all doesn't make sense about how like you, you're saying you're getting mad at Monica for all this stuff when you literally helped a felon and like 
stood up for a felon. Like, why did you stand up for her? Like, but, and you, and now I question it even more. Like, why did you stand up for this person when you knew all this really shitty stuff about her? Like, if you're finding this out from mm-hmm. the people who are running Reality Vontees, from the people who are working for her, you knew a lot already. So you were lying to everybody. Like, Heather, you were lying a lot. You were lying to people. You were lying to production. You were lying to social media. You were lying everywhere. Look at her um, story through the seasons and the way she sets herself up and wants to be perceived. And maybe that's how she does see herself. Or maybe Mm -hmm. she's a complete fraud and knows. But she's always been somewhat of a victim somewhat of the nice girl her book even bad mormon because she you know it's always Mm -hmm. been i don't think she can process that she can be the bad i don't think she wants to be viewed as the bad guy she's always this like one root for me i'm relatable i am this and she's just as bad and thirsty and nasty as all of them underhanded and sneaky Mm mm-hmm I think it's coming out, though, now, which I enjoy, which is fine. To be a housewife, you need to be those things, but she would never own it before. You don't survive on a show like this. We like it when it comes out and then they own it. Like, that's mm-hmm. why it's like the whole Monica being reality Vontees, like, it was like, whoa, that came out. And then she's like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, fine. <laughs> like, But it was her and, like, six other people and stuff like that. And so... That, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the like, you know, the 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 next two episodes of the reunion to find out more. But yeah, like at least Monica owns it. Like, it's, like Monica, it's a great housewife. It's just just that there is a great housewife. Heather's always been kind of a pick me for the audience. She she really plays in. Yes. People accuse housewives, certain housewives, of reading social media to study up on their strategy and playing to fans' perceptions. Heather's always on social media. I see her. I see. I see her read stories. I. See, you know what I mean. She really plays yep. to what she thinks the fans on social media will like. And she wants to be viewed as the innocent one. The She's like a pick me. I'm not like the other housewives. They're me. I'm a, I'm a single mom, divorced entrepreneur who gets taken advantage of because I have such a soft heart. No, just admit it. You're just, you didn't survive on this show being a little bunny rabbit. You're just as bad as the others. I'm excited to see that come out. But I do have to give her a slight tiny bit of a pass because speaking of housewives and pick me's, pick us. Please rate, subscribe, review, and follow the Pretty Corrupt Podcast. You can hit us up on Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcast and Twitter on Pretty Corrupt One. Um, on all those accounts, you'll find links to our personal accounts, Stacy, Nate's, and mine. Um, and of course, make sure to um, share the podcast, please, with the people you're conspiring with in a troll account or the person you're scamming Botox for from their beauty clinic. Um, whatever it is, share it. And of course, if you haven't listened yet, I don't know what order you listen to, there is also um, PCP Pop Culture. So we'll see you next week. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.